Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, except for this week, and I guess last week, when we were and are Stealing Stories for the Devil podcast. I will be your gentle and kind GM, ooh-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. And I will be steamrolling over Daniel with my knowledge of safety. Ah. Oh. And Samson Davis. You guys ready to watch another hospital jargon fight? <laughs> I am. <laughs> this episode of ER. Not Grey's Anatomy, because we're not s- sleeping with nobody. Just ER. That gave me the fear of helicopters. <laughs> I actually wonder how much of the uh, hospital jargon fencing made into the last episode, or how and how much of it Dan had to like cut out, just because like <laughs> this is this is too nerdy. This is the bad kind. Of nobody nerdy. cares about the risk assessments, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we were just talking about risk assessments, but you know what a decision that isn't risky is? Oh. Buying dice to make you happy. Samson, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, buying dice to make you happy always works. It never bites you in the butt. And Die Hard Dice has the best dice to make you happy. They have wonderful, just hundreds, hundreds? It's got to be more than a hundred. Hundreds of different dice collections, different sets in metal, in acrylic. They have new stuff coming out all the time. I have no idea what they have right now. You should look it up because it's two weeks in the future for for you. So go to Die Hard Dice, pick your favorite dice, and when you go to check out, use our code Explorers Wanted. You're gonna get ten percent off your order. You're gonna get high quality dice for a little bit cheaper, and you're gonna be supporting your most favorite podcast that you're listening to right now. It's just a net positive all around. So please go do that or tell a friend to do that. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Who remembers what happened last time? Alex, what happened last time? Samson described a potato. As a uh, human. <laughs> it's not a potato, it's a taro. Taro fruit. It's a root vegetable, vegetable Alex. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, it made me hungry. <laughs> so we introduced our characters. There's fun stories of why I chose to be a sleeper. And Samson is a scion. I am a schemer. Samson is a planner. And our mission is to find the world's tiniest pipette. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it's in a hospital with a mysterious biohazard room that we must infiltrate with all the suspicious actions. And we're posing as safety people from the state, claiming that they are contaminating the groundwater. And we used a lot of safety to get past a lot of things. No, listeners. This probably will not work in real life. Do not try and invade areas by claiming safety. (laughs) So after 
forcing our way politely with safety into the lab after Taro broke several shelves, I'm going to claim in my mind. Uh, no, those bro- those shelves were already broken. I said so. They were just completely unsafe. Yeah. He did bump into them, though, breaking them enough for blood samples to fall. Yes. So there has been a biohazard spill. Multiple spill kits have been used for biohazards. And then we were like, let's go investigate the incinerator that has a mystery pipe going up to the second floor. But everyone just denies that there is a lab on the second floor, unlike the blueprints we have been given. And so Taro was just like, let me see if I can use the incinerator because safety. And it was not safe. It was stuck open and tried to incinerate, which, yes, we understand it's not just going to incinerate the room, but, like, we've played enough, like, what's it called? Mortician's assistant? There's an ending that... We have not. You have. Where, you know, the doors do not shut and we see what happens. Mm. And, oh, mortuary assistants. There we go. And so we have gotten further clearance to go to the second floor to the quote-unquote office space to make sure it's office space. It was not office space. So shocked that it was not what they said it was. Well, actually, the employee was shocked because they were like, what the fuck? And we found out that the pipette was somehow melted down and used as a filling in a tooth. So we are going to perform some dental surgery, listeners. These tiny hands are going back in. (laughs) Oh, don't worry, we have a knife. (laughs) Yeah, Taro. You've just found out about this filling, and you now see this tiny red light blinking across the room. It wasn't blinking when you guys came in, but now it is blinking. It's a slow rate, but it's definitely new. It's in reaction to something. This blinking light, is this... What's the source? When I ask that, I mean, like, is this, like, some ghost bullshit that we saw, like, last time, or is this a mechanical thing? It seems to be a mechanical diode that is blinking that. It's next to a smallish green button, but it must not be just tied to that button if it's blinking without anybody over there touching it. Mm -hmm. He'll point to the blinking red light and say, Brittany Michaels, what is that light? Indicate. She looks over at it and squints her eyes and she says, oh, I'm I'm sure it's just a, you know, an automated system. And uh, she briefly looks at her phone. Her eyes dart down to it. And she's like, yeah, certainly just an automated system. What has been automated? And Taro is going to take a step closer and again start looming over Miss Michaels. Mm. Okay, do you have anything that would help you with this sort of intimidation? Uh, uh, no. No, I don't. Tough, maybe, but that's probably stretching what tough can mean. Mm, yeah, so um, I think you'll be rolling a d6. Yep. And I think this will be... This is a 5 to 6. That's four and uh, one on the injury die. Okay. So she takes a couple steps back like, listen, I'm perfectly willing to help you, but you need to stay out of my personal space. Do you understand? Taro, I think we'll just kind of like, mm. and White Lotus might know him just enough to know that that means he was kind of flustered by that. Oh. Mm. Yeah. yeah. In like the weeks that White Lotus has been awake with Taro. Yep. I'll repeat myself. Take a couple steps back right now. Okay. Tara will turn around and I think go deeper into the second floor biohazard labs and begin his manual physical inspection. So you start inspecting and you guys hear the door open, the same door you came in, and in walk six security guards. Ms. Ward would like to have a word 
with you two right now? It's very tempting because we need it in her mouth. This is me saying out of character. I feel like we should attempt to like try to finish the inspection just to kind of like show that we're trying to do this job mm. first. I got this. So if you'll just give us a moment, we're finishing an inspection after a malfunctioning incinerator in the level below, and we're ensuring that there's no toxic fumes or hazardous material located in this area above. I'm afraid, per Director Ward, unless you can show me ID from the state right now, you need to come with us. I would like to play one of my cards if I can real quick. Stan, quick question about my card. I studied for this test. Would pulling out IDs count for that? Like, can we say that that's a... Or is that... There's a different card that would apply to having the right item. Damn, okay. All right, never mind. But would that be included in the disguise? So, I should mention the... I screwed up, Samson. In Act 3, all of your dice are boosted, so they go up one size. Oh, are we in Act 3 right now? Yes. We are in Act 3. The turn indicates the beginning of Act 3. Oh, interesting. Okay. What's a boosted die mean for myself and the listening audience? Okay, so anything that you would have had a D8 for before is now a D10. If you would have had a D6, you would have a D8. Okay. So, like, could that apply to the disguise? Because, like, White Lotus is is skilled in disguise, so wouldn't she think to have an ID? She's just been an asshole and not build it out? You didn't specify an ID in your equipment, and you're not a planner, so you can't have an ID by line. But you mm. know who da- is a planner. But he can't have something appear on your person. No, no, his, his person. own person. Well, mm. what's that in your hand? <laughs> it's my ID. <gasps> now, a planner could lie to an object that somebody else has that isn't a liar, but the difficulty of avoiding damage will be equal to the difficulty of trying to get that person anything else. Okay, I... I'm going to try a lie, and Taro will say our state IDs are at the reception desk. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh. That is a good one. Problem is that you're a starting liar, which means you can't lie about something that isn't within visual sight of you. Oh, shit. What if we said, what if he changed that to being with our IDs are with security? We're technically seeing security right now. Technically. Technically. Mm. And you could say something like, Brittany Michaels actually has them already in her pocket. It's still going to be a difficult lie in terms of avoiding injury, but... Mm. It's lying so hard. Just learn to lie better. The lying works every time. It's just avoiding injury from it is the challenge. Yeah. I will tell you guys, Act 3 tends to go fast based off of this, so if you have mission cards that you think are applicable, it's a good idea to use them as soon as you think they're applicable. I have one mission card that's kind of like clutch but i really want to save that for like a do or die moment Mm -hmm. i mean this is how you guys avoid going immediately to priscilla ward so it's up to you guys i mean do we just want to go immediately and be like fuck it i think so i can't think of a a lie that i'm convinced of i mean it's one of those things where i'm like let's avoid getting injured and just save our injuries for the fun of fight yeah all right one thing you guys note: these are not like law enforcement officers they are security guards And while they do have tasers, you notice that they also clearly have guns on their person. Mm -hmm. Handguns are like big old handguns. Okay. Okay. Taro will not do a lie here. He'll just grunt and then go to White Lotus's side. Okay. Security guards will lead you out of this room. From the biohazard labs, they lead you all the way back to the second floor of the administration area. 
and they lead you to a corner office. And inside you see a woman with longish blonde hair. You know, it's past her shoulders, but not like halfway down her back or anything like that. She's wearing wire-rimmed glasses and a pretty smart business suit. And her desk clearly says Priscilla Ward. And as you come in, she motions to the seats in front of her desk and says, have a seat, please. Tara will remain standing, but will be behind uh, White Lotus. Who sits down like she owns the place? Have a seat, please. I will remain standing if you wish this to be a civil discussion. Well, I don't know how civil it needs to be because I called my friend at the state and there's nobody scheduled to be out here today. It's a surprise inspection. Yes, but then you would still need to have ID on your person, wouldn't you? Who says we don't? Well, then produce it for me now. Who's all in this room right now? There are six security guards, Priscilla Ward, and you two. Mm. All right. Taro is going to reach into his suit, uh, kind of lapel pocket thing, and kind of, like, Mm -hmm. take a step or two, but then, like, as if he's going to, like, go to Priscilla's desk and, like, hand her something. And then he's going to, quote, fall. Mm -hmm. I am trying to sow confusion. I don't know for what reason I'm doing this, but... Maybe this will do some lying. I think so. No, I don't know. No, I'm just trying to shake things up because we're not in power here in this situation. I'm trying to sow some chaos. Mm-hmm. So you're just trying to fall and sow chaos. I guess, what what is your intention with sowing chaos? That's what I'm trying to figure out because I'm trying to figure out if it's something that requires a role or if you're just like adding confusion to add confusion. See, that's what I'm trying to figure out, too, what I'm trying to accomplish with that. And I don't know Mm -hmm. what. Just because right now my instincts are like, all right, fuck this. Let's beat down these guys and just take the tooth. But this is not that kind of game. Whatever kind of game you want it to be. Uh, It's a game with armed combat. I have unarmed combat. Yeah, but I also have unarmed combat. Yeah. One of us should have been good at armed combat. But we didn't know we were going to get armed. I know. What if we unarm people and then take their arms? <laughs> Can we use those as weapons and still be unarmed? You can try if you want. I mean, these security guards don't look like slouches. They they look professional. Very professional. Yeah. But here's a question. Can I use sleight of hand to make it look like I'm, I pulled out an ID and put it back in my cop and pocket so quick? It's just like, bam, ID. You saw it. Suck it. You could definitely do that but she will still insist on seeing it in more detail. Okay. So you don't need to roll for the sleight of hand, but you, but she will still need to see it because she has evidence to the contrary in her contact at the state. I have an idea, unless, Alex, you want to go ahead with yours. No, you go first. All right, Taro, instead of doing anything I may have described, is going to indicate to the security guard that looks like they're kind of in charge of this little squad, whoever that might be, mm-hmm. and say... This gentleman has our IDs. And I would now, I definitely want to try to sow confusion with this and just put Priscilla in question of her security at this moment. Okay, so you're lying, mm-hmm. right? To make the yes. IDs there. Yes, I am. So that will definitely happen. There will definitely be IDs there that will be valid. However, you're so in confusion that brings your, it's a D8, your dies are boosted. This act, mm-hmm. your risk to avoid injury is that your threshold is an eight you need to hit an above an eight and it will be only if you hit exactly an eight it's an almost almost injury yeah so you'll get an injury die if you get 
anything less than an eight. Okay. Um, Don't forget to roll a yeah. your injury die with this one. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Uh, rolled a three on my d10 and a six on the injury die. Okay. So you will take another injury die from the stress of this. You can feel like you're trying to be discreet about it, but you feel like there might be blood trickling from your ear. Yeah, I think there's quite a bit of blood in, like, the latex skin, so he kind of has, like, kind of a jowl effect happening around his neck. Oh, yeah, it's, like, filling up, like, little balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have, like, sudden onset gout right now? What the fuck? (laughs) So the guard looks confused, but when he touches his pockets, he does find them and brings them over to her, and she says, Interesting. Um, like I said, nobody was supposed to be here today. How long have you both been working for the state as she, like, flips over the cards? I would like to use a card now. A mission card. Okay. I'm using the card. I studied for this test, and I have a piece of Mm -hmm. information crucial to our success. Hell yeah. Which is going to be the amount of years that Miss Lotus and I have been uh, working at the EPA. You remember that it's probably the reasonable answer there is probably around three to five years. That way you're not too junior, but you're also not a big enough deal that she would have heard of you yet. Mm-hmm. I have been Miss Lotus's assistant for going on four years now. I believe Miss Lotus started just before me. All right. Well, how can I help you? You've been looking through one of our abandoned office areas. Well, we are very concerned about the mysterious vent into that quote-unquote abandoned office area. Probably a legacy installation. But was it properly sealed off? We were not given enough time to investigate that. What if you were letting hazardous fumes out into a hospital? Hmm. Further, that legacy installation, that is a lie. That pipe is new. Assuming I know what a legacy installation means. She uh, twists her lips a little bit and says, Interesting. And she looks up at the security head that had the IDs on them and she nods and he motions to three guys for them to leave the rest remain in place and she says you know we do important work here and we do specifically very important work in terms of research things that we do save American lives every day I realize that you're relatively new to the state but I would hope that we could come to an arrangement I would hate to have to involve any individuals higher up at the state this i'm sorry but safety is more important than saving lives <laughs> wait a second isn't safety about saving lives ma'am we're is trying it? to do our job here we're just doing our job here ma'am i have no idea why you're being so difficult well i can't have my operations disrupted Especially for an unscheduled, as far as I can tell, unsanctioned inspection. Are you sure? Or have we identified your mole? (gasps) Do you want to try to lie to make her think that there's a mole? Well, isn't that what her friend at the state is? A mole in the state? Oh, you think that, oh, you're trying to intimidate her that you know who her contact is. Mm -hmm. She blinks at you and says, I have lots of friends at the state. Trust me, it would be better for your career. You didn't have to learn how many. I've heard that whistleblower bonus is pretty thick. Yes, things have gone so well for whistleblowers. 
in the judicial and legal eye of late. Let me be frank. You can try to do your whistleblower bonus, but between my contacts, my funds, and my investors, good luck claiming that bonus when we tie you up in years in court cases. She leans forward on her desk and says, I will ruin you. Now would be a good time to like use your speed and stealth to just I kind of want to leap over, like, my de- the desk at her just like a spider monkey and just try and rip that feeling from her mouth. You know what I mean? Just- I thing is, we need to get these at least two other guards out of the room before we really make a physical move, I think. Man, not being able to, like, lie about something I can't see is really fucking me right now. Gentlemen, she says to the security guards, and I'm playing a twist card. <gasps> She says, our visitors seem a little belligerent. Do you think maybe it's a health issue? Oh. And the security guards reply all as one. Yes, yes mistress. I think maybe they need to visit our facilities. Maybe to be evaluated, if need be. There's the OR available in the recovery lab. Again, all as one. Yes, mistress. Yes, she says. Much work to be done. Okay. Uh, all right, we're going to try something. Taro is going to turn to the other three and say to them, you three stand on unstable ground. I would like to lie. And I would like to use my metallurgy to fuck with the structural integrity oh. of the floor of the second floor room. Oh, so good. Okay. Such an OSHA violation. Okay. <laughs> How unstable are you trying to make it? That'll affect the difficulty of this. Uh, Let me just check real quick what we would possibly fall into. We're to fall. I, I have the map up. I, we just fall into more uh, administrative buildings, it looks like. Or the bathrooms, depending on where we are in admin. I heard corner office, so somewhere around there. Um, Yeah, bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> he just pees out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the floor of this office to, like, tilt, like, 30, 40 degrees? Sure, if you want it to. Yeah, fuck it. It's only one shot. YOLO. (laughs) Okay. I think this is going to be a ridiculous difficulty, which means your threshold is 9 to 10. That's fair. And you're rolling a D10 to avoid the damage. You're using metallurgy, so you can roll 2D10. Oh, I can? Yeah, but remember, you also have two injury die. Oh, that's right. I don't... Oh, yes, I do. Hold on. I need to decide which D10s are what. Okay. Oh, that's a 10. Zeros are 10s, right? Um, D10s? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So that's a 10 for my roll, and then the injury die uh, is a 1 and a 10. So Okay, so that removes one of your successes. Alright. So It's a 9. You fail. Uh-huh. No, it's a 9. You have another 9? Oh, oh, wait. Hold on. What, is six, what does remove a success mean? It means one of those die that was a success goes away. Oh, okay. Then, no. Uh, I am left with a 3. On my roll. So can I use one of my cards on Samson? You cannot trade cards. If it's if the card says something about it has to be you, or it says something about you doing something, it won't help Samson. I, I'm looking at the one that says not letting that happen. Reroll an action and boost the die. Yeah, that has to be you. Okay. It's on the chat. So the floor shifts and the guards fall. I think Taro... You've already had all this mental damage from it. Yeah. You also lose your footing and slide down and you twist your ankle as you hit the wall. Dope. So you'll take out yet another injury die. 
All right, three, three injury die. And now everybody is panicking. The guards are pulling out their weapons immediately. Priscilla Ward is reaching into her desk for something. What would you guys like to do before the firefight begins? She has not touched the drawer, correct? She has not opened the drawer. She, hand has gone down to the drawer, but she hasn't opened it yet. Okay, I think... And you tell me if I can do this for the for the card that I'm thinking of. I would like to use my third and probably most powerful card that I have, Revelation, Act 3 only. I reveal a turn in the story of my own. Something involved in the mission was not as it appeared. Yeah. The pipette has a twin brother? Better. Oh, God. Taro is going to, I guess, talking to White Lotus and say, the pipette being melted down was a lie. It's in the drawer. And she and he points to the drawer that What's-Her-Face is about to grab. And then Taro's going to turn towards the guards. Okay. No emergency surgery. So she's reaching for that drawer for that item, which is weird. Yeah, the guards have pulled out guns, and they are pointing at you guys. I think you guys both need to make some sort of roll to try to avoid getting shot. Mm. Can I tough my, uh, tough it out? You could use tough to increase your die to a d10. Cool, cool, cool. Otherwise, you guys will be rolling d8s and trying to beat a threshold of six. So question, since I'm using tough, do I get two d10s on that or just still one d10? I think you just... I don't know that's how we've been doing it, but I, th- I think the rules are a little vague. Because I got two d10s on the um, on the uh, floor shifting unstability thing, and I thought that might have been because I had a, yeah. a skill, or I was using metallurgy. Yeah, I'm just checking here real quick. So actually, what you should roll is you should roll... Your harmony brings you an additional die, so you would roll d6 to d10 um no d6 to d8 um so you'll roll a d8 and a d10 and pick the higher of the two a d8 and a d10 right crap all crap three did you roll your injury die not yet juggling d10s and d8s they all look the same Mm -hmm. all right five six and three on my injury die so you will take an additional injury die. Ow. Damn. It's four injury die. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Oh, no. You always worry me when you say something that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, so Scion planners have an extra bonus for avoiding stress from long reality, so you should actually roll 2d10 on that. Oh. So roll an additional d10 and see if you get above the six. Uh, an eight. Okay, so you avoid taking another entry die. You avoid getting shot. Hell yeah. White Lotus. <clears throat> Your threshold is a six to avoid getting shot. Do you have anything that will help you? You'll be rolling a D8 unless you've got a skill or a trait that will help you That's or some sweet. sort of equipment. But this is getting shot, so. Can I use Graceful? Sure. So that would make it a D10 that you're rolling. A D10 and a D8. Okay. I got an eight and a six. Okay. You don't get shot either. Yay! That would be ouchies. Priscilla Ward reaches in the desk and pulls out the item, and you see, like, weird, like, translucent energy coming off of it. It's very obvious once you see it that it is the key item. And she holds it up, and she says, Don't test me. I'll use it. Our Lord can take us early. 
and she holds up the pipette, and you see that it's pipette-shaped, but there is an actual very visible fluid rolling around in it. Oh, so here's the question. Could White Lotus lie to her and say, you don't understand how to use that. You should not apply, give us the liquid and apply it to us. Give you the liquid and apply it to you. Don't, it's late. My phrasing is kaput. Well, I just want to, I want to be clear on what the lie is. Um, I should phrase that better, shouldn't I? This Again, is like a perfect game for lawyers. This would be the perfect game. Um, I'm trying to phrase it so that she'll kind of think about giving us the pipette. And keep in mind, you can't lie to her to make her do something that is completely out of the realm of something that she would do. So you have to figure out some way I know. to convince her to do something that gives you a better edge. Because she probably, there's probably no real way to make her just hand you it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Because like, part of me is just like saying, lie to her so she thinks that the liquid will give her godlike powers. And she should just ingest it. Yeah, and her face right now is very much like it has gone from professionalism to like religious zeal as she holds it up. Just say there's like a big old spider on her hand before she looks at it and just get her to drop it. But will it be like in Far Cry? What? What does that mean? Where you break it and we all just get fucking out of our minds and she's controlling us through the drugs. Dan, how many twist cards do you have left? It's none of your business. So many. <laughs> So many. We're just gonna be high on drugs, and she's gonna be like, ha, 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 ha. "I start the game with six. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've used four at least. For sure, three, and then the turn, and then there might be another one in there somewhere, but I don't remember. Tara, by the way, I imagine is like fighting off the uh, security guards while uh, White Lotus and Priscilla are talking. Yeah, so Tara really can't help with anything that you're trying to do with White Lotus. He's preoccupied. Oh God. Yeah. I just thought of the worst one. Do it. Fuck this lady up. Let's go. I can I lie to her and convince her, much like John Cena, she cannot see White Lotus. <laughs> no, no, wait, Alex, Alex. That would probably be that would probably be very I'm gonna tell you. To try to do that, it is well actually let me check something. Alex, just a thing to think about. What if instead of <laughs> you convincing her that you're she can't see you? convince her that you are her lord oh fuck that's a good one okay you want to do that let's go with that one instead okay she is for sure going to believe that you are her lord how do you present that mia what you fail to understand when you use my divine object is i am the one you were seeking we came because we heard your call of the true believer We posed as safety inspectors because we knew you would see right through us. We knew that you were the chosen one who would lift us up and show these people what true greatness was so that we may shine my light upon the non-believers. Okay, so your threshold, she's going to believe this, but your threshold to avoid injury is a D10. It is 10, essentially. Um, And we're using our deception and our charming skills. Can graceful count? We are a graceful lord. So you're rolling a d6 and then 2d8. Uh, boosted? Oh yeah, sorry. A d6, so you're doing a d8 and 2d10. God damn, I have to find another d10. Is this a d10? And this isn't for your lie to work, this is for you to avoid Not damage. Not get ouchies, yes. Ouchies are fine. I have three d10s. I have no complaints. I'm also actively avoiding slow and dizzy in anything I do, so... 
I probably should have counted that against you when you were dodging. Oh, well, that's why I said tough. That's why I specified tough. Yeah. Take what the is damage. the threshold, uh, by the way? Your threshold is a 10. So I got an 8, a 4, and a 2, but but I'm going to do use the card I'm better than you think, which mm. turn any failure into an almost or an almost into a success. Okay. So you were at an almost. So no, you actually do convince her with your lie. She falls to her knees. You are going to take an injury die, though. I just twist my ankle, trying to, like, pose dramatically to be the Lord. Like, oh, fuck. I think I, <laughs> I think it's so hard to convince her, and you're working so hard, that cracks form at the corner of your lips. Like, not small cracks, like, from dry lips. Like, actually, like, the skin is split a little bit. Yes. I love it. Joker vibes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, kind of a good time to, like, pull that out. Like, that's kind yes. of dramatic. Yeah, so... And your eyes go completely black as you say it. Oh, this looks so sexy in my mind. Anybody who's looking at you sees, like, yeah, the black eyes, the torn lips, and just two perfect rivulets of blood going down each side of your chin. Oh, she's got a little head tilt going. Her arms outstretched. Oh, this is beautiful in my mind. She falls to her knees like, my, my lord, you, you've come. Is it time? Is it, is it finally time? I had a dream about this now that I'm remembering. God, this is horrible. Um, no, like this exact situation where I'm convincing somebody that Lord... That's where I got it from, Alex. I'm in all your dreams. Fair. You're probably the person standing in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then we have... To- <laughs> <laughs> no, but like in a cool way, you know? <laughs> Fuck. Um, how attached are you to Taro? <laughs> I don't want to make killing characters my thing, but if you have a good idea, fucking go for it. You can notice that the fluid inside that little pipette is getting more and more agitated and it's starting to glow. Grab it, fucking grab it. What we must do next will be the difficult part. Your men, I think, they shall help us with the ascension. In the back. She calls out, Brothers! Holster your weapons. Our Lord is here to guide us to ascension. Now let me anoint you first. She's already on her knees, so she's just waiting. White Lotus is gonna, you know, gently grab the pipette like she's gonna anoint her with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, deliver to me eternity. I am so sorry, Daniel, for what I'm about to do. And then she takes her high-heeled foot and stomps this woman in the nose. (coughs) Wow. So, this is unarmed combat. Yes, it is. (laughs) Your your threshold is a four, so it's unarmed combat, which makes it, I believe, a d10 for you, so you'll roll a d8 and a d10. And your injury die. If your injury die comes up with a ten, your injury die, which is a d10, if your injury die comes up with a ten, then you remove a success. So 3d10s or 4d10s? You're rolling a d8 and a d10 okay. for your actual roll and then you roll a separate d10 that's your injury die. Do the actual roll first and then the injury rolls after that because there's too many too many d10s too many d10s happening. Okay, so I got a 9 and a 3. Okay, so the 9 passes. Now roll your injury die. Yeah, let's grab us a new die. It's a completely different color from all the other dye. 
I got a 10. What does that mean? Am I super injured? Does my foot get stuck in her face? Uh, so if you got a 10, that removes your success. So you go to... But wait, what if I re-roll it? Do you have something to re-roll it? Yes. Not letting that happen. Re-roll an action or and boost the die? Yes. So you will re-roll that, and your highest die will now be a d12. Okay. So I need an 8. So actually, actually, sorry, you're going to be rolling... And a 12. Uh... Because it boosts everything, so if you're going to be rolling a D8, a D12, and then your injury die again for the D10. I got an 11 and a 6, and now we're doing the D10 again? Yep. I got a 4. Okay, so you kick her in the face with your high-heeled shoe. It goes into her nose, and um, I'm going to roll twist. Your heel gets stuck in her skull. Oh, yeah. We've definitely entered into, like, the flats part of this situation, so I think mm-hmm. <laughs> abandoning the deal's fine. Can I just, like, gracefully back Security guards on? scream out in anger as she screams in pain. Did you not enjoy my anointing? <laughs> you're just going to try deception, or are you going to roll, or are you going to lie? Let's go with deception. Okay, so your deception is a, you'll be rolling a D8 and a D10, and then your injury die. Are those the boosted ones? Yes. Okay. D8 and a D10. I got an 8 and a 7. Okay. Let's go with another 10. Oh, I got a 1. Okay, cool. So she, like, she's screaming a hole in her face, but she, like, kind of falls to her, her feet and pulls out the heel and says, Whatever my lord wishes. Shall I anoint your men? If, if they are worthy of the honor. Kneel. Gentlemen, <laughs> Taro will just kind of push these guys to their knees. Okay. And his latex skin, by the way, is completely fucked up, just out of alignment right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, now what? I guess she's going to anoint them? <laughs> she's got one shoe left. Okay, we're going to roll for giggles. They kind of know what's coming. So you're really just rolling to see if your shoe gets stuck in their face. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> So, on the first one, your threshold is a six. You've got unarmed combat, so you're going to be rolling a D8 and a D10 because you're on unarmed combat. Okay. Remember to also roll your injury die. Got a nine and a two? Yeah, that's a two. Or is that? No, that's seven. Mm-hmm. And your injury die? A two. Okay. You managed to kick this guy in the face with your heel, but your heel comes out with a squish when you pull your foot back. There are two other guards. Got another seven and and a one. Mm-hmm. And then I got a five. Okay, this time your shoe gets stuck in his face. My disciple, may I get some assistance? Um. By the way, Taro, it is very obvious to you that White Lotus has the item in her hand <laughs> that she took. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just don't know how to stop this question there's one guy left unanointed so to speak yeah there's one guy left unanointed and it's not that the people that have been anointed are out of activity it's just that they're probably severely injured a little less difficult to deal with then for the lulls taro's gonna go to the third guy and just like um, okay snap the last guy's neck just like is this what you mean priscilla ward screams he was not even anointed he was unworthy oh yeah one of the guards reaches down and pulls out a radio. I'm going to spend a twist card. This is your last one. I'm counting. <laughs> he says, 
code black, and immediately alarms begin going off all around the building. All right, uh, Taro is going to scoop up White Lotus and jump out the window. Yeah! Okay. And then... You can definitely jump out the window. How are you going to try to avoid damage by jumping out the window? You're jumping off of the second floor. Yes. Taro is going to say out loud, Don't worry, the sidewalk is made of softish rubber. Okay. I like the qualifier. I don't think I have any skills that would really go into this, so kind of <laughs> trying to apply fucking Looney Tunes logic here. I am. It works. Mm-hmm. It works. I fucking anointed people. <laughs> I was hoping to kill her, but I uh, mm-hmm. cannot believe this work. Okay, so you're carrying them, and you are trying to... How many injury dice do you have right now, Sam? Three. Oh. And I'm also slow and dizzy. So just so you know, two more and you're dead. Cool. You're jumping out. I think avoiding an injury here is going to be an eight for the threshold. Yep. Um, and again, I have no skills to really apply to this, so I'm rolling a d8. So you're rolling a d8. Yeah. And then your injury dice, of course. Roll the seven. Ooh. One time was close. Ooh. Uh, six, six, and a ten. Okay, so that is definitely yep. a failure with a consequence. Um, so you'll take another injury die. Love it. And as you hit the ground, that injury die is represented in that you hear and feel your leg break. Because while the sidewalk is this more safe material, because you're carrying White Lotus, your weight still hits it absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well. There are still alarms blaring from... You can still hear it outside the hospital. What do you guys do? Taro will put White Lotus down and just said, go towards whatever exit point we had planned. If we had one, I'll try to follow. And is Taro trying to be a martyr? No. I think Taro is aware that he is slow. And Mm -hmm. since we have the pipette, there's no reason for White Lotus to wait too long. Yeah. I mean, you you, you guys have to get out of eyeline of everybody involved here before Celeste can take you back. Oh. Nobody can see you teleport away. I don't want to lie, but we are in a city, right? So would it be unreasonable to say that there is a acceptable alleyway across the street? Yeah. Well, you're on a hospital campus, like a private hospital campus, so... Um, oh, I don't know what a private hospital is. You know what? Though, I think probably... Yeah, let's let's say I was originally picturing it as like a hospital in an urban environment, but that works actually. I feel like there's at least going to be like a smoking area. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, there's a place. All right, you could lie. I don't even think you would need to resist injury on that one. All right, yeah. Then, um, yeah, Tar will say, yeah, go to the box thing and then point towards a smoking. I because I don't think Taro would recognize what a smoking zone would look like. Mm-hmm. Go to the box. Let's get the fuck out. Okay. So you guys go running to the box. You can definitely hear activity, like somebody's going to come out of the hospital soon, which might complicate things for you. I think it's absolutely no problem at all for White Lotus to get to the area she needs to get to. I think it is a problem, a difficult thing for Taro to do it. Mm -hmm. Because you're slow, and you're dizzy, and you're injured. So I think you're down to, like, a D4. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is... Now, the good news is that your threshold in this is only a two. Mm-hmm. 
I do have the tough trait. Will that help me in any way to tough out the broken leg pain? You could add an additional die. Okay. Uh, so 2d4, correct? Mm-hmm. That's a 2 on that one, and a 4 on the other one. So I have two successes. Okay. You have two successes. Roll your injury dies. 8, that's a 10, that's a d10. 8 and an 8 on the first two. Drop die on one of them. A 7 and a 3. Nice. Nice. You manage to... You have a success, and you also doubled the hurdle. Ooh. So, on one of your successes. So, because of that, you get to this, and you can also have some sort of major effect, essentially. You got bonus to what you're doing. I think it would be fun if Ataro's scion-ness kind of came to the forefront here for a second, and the bone, like, doesn't fully heal, but kind of, like, heals partially, so it's more like a fracture, mm. kind of as a result of him, like, being in, like, the used to be engineers faction on the ship. Yeah. And they're just like naturally tough, naturally resilient to like physical damage. Mm. And a simple leg break would yeah, be an easy injury. Yeah. You can actually like feel it like painfully force itself back into a line. Yes. Yes. And you hear that <laughs> almost like it's locking into place. Yep. As you reach it, you guys get out of eye line. You hit your communique to the Celeste and you guys are teleported on board and you find yourselves back in just outside the wardrobe room and Celeste says welcome back from your mission I trust it was successful but of course we have no records we got the object yes I can see you're holding a pipette of small fluid it appears to be some sort of deadly virus could you take that then could you take that Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll take that and take care of it. A little robot arm comes down from a drone and takes it from you and flies off. But it's a good thing she didn't break this or anything. Would have been awkward. Yes. It's so weird. Why did I say that? Why did I think there was a her involved? Oh, well, when the improbability zone collapses, there's a lot of times a little bit of confusion. But by the way, um, glad you're back. I'm sure we'll have more information for the time. Take a brief rest. Nicholas will want to see you shortly. And Nicholas is a name you guys don't recognize. And shortly after, somebody else in Celeste comes to you and says, Oh, come with us. It's Nicholas wants to see you. He's the, well, I mean, he's just the best. But you have no memory of a Nicholas. You don't know who they're talking about. And as you come into the bridge, you see standing there a tall, dark-clad figure in a plain ship suit with black hair kind of almost in a wave over his forehead. And and this stranger turns to you and says, White Lotus, Tara, welcome back home. And that's where we'll end this episode. Like, is this where, like, the ending music plays? Like, Sam said something about this episode. I liked that I was... I kind of liked the whole episode, and I knew that I liked it because at one point I realized that I had not been taking notes for a majority of this episode, which usually means that I was fully engaged. Oh, cool. So other than that, I think I like that I was able to do kind of a Looney Tunes style thing at the end there. Mm-hmm. I like that I was able to kind of make that work. Yeah, that was cool. That's the crazy thing about the way lies work in this is that within a certain limitations, you can kind of almost do anything. Mm-hmm. And it will work. It's just how much damage are you willing to risk yep. to do that? And I think, yeah, I think other than that, I like that we kind of got to the point where this was definitely a, 
our kind of game where it's like, mm. all right, decor, civility is done. Yeah. We're going to start anointing people now. All right, time to leave out yeah. the window. The anointing. That was awesome. Also, I do like that because um, 100% that was the devil. I like that he was named Nicholas. That's a very old school mm-hmm. name for him. Yeah, it's definitely not shied away in the rule book that Nicholas is the stranger who mm-hmm. is on the ship. And specifically, the PCs will never remember him as being with the ship. That they come back from their first mission and Nicholas is there and everybody on the ship knows him, thinks he's awesome, and they talk about him like he's always been there. Do our characters remember the mission itself? In fact, your characters are the only people that remember the mission itself. There's nobody else in the universe that remembers that mission. Interesting. When the improbability zone collapses, everybody except the mission members that went to it are the only ones that remember that it ever happened. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think of the system? I liked it. It was fun. Once I understood what was happening, I liked it. Yeah, I, I do find like the way they handle the dice pools, it's a little confusing with both the dice size and the number of dice. It, it, it's a little tricky mm-hmm. the first time you do it. Yeah. yeah, and I imagine why that's kind of why it's shipped with the, you mentioned like a special custom like injury die. Yeah. yeah, I imagine they have that just to help with that kind of stuff because I have a lot of D8s and D10s now. and I'm just like, I can't tell these apart at a glance. I have to investigate them. Yeah, the injury die is basically, it's a D10, and every side is blank except for one that has a skull on it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And they have, of course, four in the box, because if you accumulate five injury die, your character dies. Right. Fair. I'm going to save this character sheet just in case. Just saying. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this the way you handle this is like a, a campaign of stealing stories for the devil is considered a season, because you treat it like a, a TV series, essentially. Oh, okay. Kind of episodic that way. There is advancement. I use two of my cards, by the way. That helps. I get story points for that. Did anybody feel like they completed their side goal? I feel like White Lotus did accomplish this, and she did look impressive doing it. Yeah, I mean, you did do that to the CEO. Yeah. yeah so that's an argument. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say Tarot did not. I was kind of thinking maybe he like learned stuff about hospitals, but... Uh, I didn't retain any of it, and Taro probably didn't either, so. You learned stuff about safety. <laughs> no, he did not. He learned that he can force his way into anywhere with confidence. Mm-hmm. And safety. <laughs> also, shout out to Alex for that killer fucking, like, bureaucratic line. Like, safety is more important than people al- being alive. Saving people's like, lives, yeah. yeah. God, that's so good. That's so it's fucking. Such, it's a beautiful bureaucratic nonsense. You're just <laughs> like, what? So one thing the rules are actually unclear about is whether you guys need to divide story points or if you get the total amount each. So this time, I think we'll just say you guys each get nine Hell story points. yeah. Alex gets an extra one Hell because yeah. she completed her side goal. Ten story points. Yes. And those are what you use to spend on advancements later on if we continue playing with these characters. She's going to be so advanced. All right. You can buy new abilities. You can get access to new kinds of technology that you're allowed to take in the field. Normally, the Celeste is careful about letting advanced technology end up in the 21st century. So you have to kind of prove yourself by advancing in order to bring the fancier 36th century tech with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you guys have fun? I did, yeah. Yes, it was a lot of fun. I did too. I was a little nervous at first because, because it's a new system and I was trying to figure it out as we were going. And there was like... As always, the first time you run a system, like you start off and you're like, yeah, I understand how this works. And then at some point, like 
usually within the first third of the game, you're like, oh, fuck, there might be a core mechanic that I completely misunderstand. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to look it up on the fly. We have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, listener and XP, to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Alex's turn. Alex, what would you offer our listeners and XP to check out? The series Lockwood Co. It's now a TV show on Netflix covering the first two books. And it's also, shock and awe, a book series. A quick and dirty synopsis. Something has happened. I'm not sure if it's in the world or just the UK, but ghosts are an actual threat to actual people. And so the only people who can fight said ghosts are from the, the ages of 9 to 15. And then you just like solely lose that ability. So we have to train our child soldiers to protect us from the ghosts and, you know, the ramifications and implications that that could have. I like it. It's fun. There's this weird thing where I'm like, mm-hmm. I like it, but I something's off. So if any listeners watch it and they can pinpoint what's off, please tell me. Because I'm also listening mm-hmm. to an audiobook version of it to see if it's like, did they try and rush through things too much? Because they're covering two books of, I think, the five-book series. What's the tone, would you say? Just because I hear teenagers hunting ghosts, I'm thinking, like, that sounds like some CW shit, maybe? Um, It's slightly more serious. But it's, like, CW adjacent, I would say. Okay. Like, mm. um, they're not going to... If that is, like, one of your hard lines on your safety and gaming sheet, so far, it has not shown any actual harm to children. I'm going to say so far. If there's anything that mm-hmm. happens, it's implied or off screen. Okay, cool. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think of Lockwood and Company or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? I recommend talking into a dark room by yourself, because I imagine one of Dan's messengers from his outros is in there listening and he can talk to us about it. If that's not an option for you, Explorers Wanted.fm will bring you to all our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram, Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. On Mastodon, we are at Explorers Wanted at Dice.camp. But we have a Discord. That's the place to be. ExplorersWanted.fm slash Discord. Talk to us about whatever stuff we have in our channels. Also, Patreon.com slash Explorers Wanted. If it is within your means and you're feeling generous, that's the best place to support us. Or you could use our Dicephilia code with Die Hard Dice and get 10% off your order when you use Explorers Wanted at checkout. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Best thing you could do is to tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory. That makes a big difference for people finding us. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, your star is rising. And I'm so happy for you. Soon, it will align accordingly shining bright enough to be seen at early twilight and then then the sky will tear into twilight tinted blood raining down upon the grass killing every plant it touches and then your star will fall so quickly stretching its razored claws towards you ready to feed the earth with your bile your fat and blood so much blood If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon as Daniel at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. Get anointed with me at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. I've already told so many people time is irrelevant and meaningless. 
But I'm real to Unicorn on Twitter and T with Unicorn on Twitch. Time can't take that from you. Until it does. (laughs) (laughs) Refuse to pay $8. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. Bye. bye.